0: Hi, this is Tim. This is just a heads up that all the advice you're hearing in this podcast is general in nature.
1: If you want something more specific, then feel free to contact us. Drunk accountant, drunk account, drunk, drunk, to drunk accountant, drunk accountant, drunk account, drunk, drunk to drunk accountant, drunk account and drunk account drunk account drunk accountant. Hello. Hello. Welcome
0: to the podcast. We are here. We're back. We're back. It's Friday.
1: Friday, yay and uh, it's podcast time. It is podcast time, Tim. Uh, it's good to be here today. Uh, we have a regular episode today. Um, probably one of the only regular episodes we'll have in yeah. a while, to be honest.
0: We thought we thought you might get sick of listening to other people talk, so mm. we'd just do a special Dan and Tim episode mm-hmm. because the next two months probably
1: all guests, probably all guests, which is. Really exciting, it is really and a I lot think of cool people coming on people will get a lot out of it as well. there's going to be a lot of hints and tips around mm. your business yeah. around apps you can use yeah um, around what you should be looking for it, even after Xerocon we've lined up um, you know insurance, mm. financial planning, we've lined up a bunch of things. yeah, so we've got a lot of zero people mm-hmm. coming on to the podcast
0: um, but also like Dan said, people working in those add-on apps mm. um, in that marketplace. Telling us a bit about their app and and how we might be able, you might be able to use it in your business exactly. Um, so that's exciting. And then we've got a few other professionals looking to come on mm-hmm. as well. Mm-hmm. So
1: um, yeah, Liquidator, we will we will get that at some stage. Yes, we have had uh, questions around when is that actually happening. <laughs> <laughs> it is. It's happening. It's coming. It'll happen. All right, Tim. Uh, let's move to the what is the Tim and.
0: Yellow. I pointed down
1: <laughs> You pointed up and, and down I said, Tim, down And then I gave you a funny look Because it was like, hey, you're down this week, Tim I knew you didn't know I knew you didn't look I, I seriously thought I was feeling hot today, Dan um,
0: But obviously not I am not switched on enough The Tim and Dan Lowe Tim, how's your week been? Well, yeah, it's been pretty good I kind of want to uh, throw this, this part of the show For me, on its head because mm. I often come and I'm like, yeah, it's been a good week. I did this and this. So, I want to give you some options, Dan. Yes. I want you to choose what story that you are going to hear and what the listeners are going to hear. Make so, my
1: own adventure.
0: I yeah, like exactly. So, uh, who are the options? Three, the $3 million Fortnite, mm. Dark Story, GF Fantasy, Buddy 300, Hacking Hell, Drunk Hiring, Finals Explosion. I'm going to drunk hiring. Drunk hiring. Okay. Well, uh, I think you know. I think you know about this story. Mm. Essentially, there's two drunk accountants and there's a very exciting opportunity to work with them. <laughs> because,
1: then we're hiring. We're hiring, Tim. Not for the Not podcast. Not for the podcast. No, for, for, for our own practice, we are hiring. Yeah. Um, we're excited about it. We're very excited. Yeah, we're looking for somebody to join the team, mm-hmm. uh, help us expand and uh just get shit done yeah
0: we've gotten to a point where
1: we're overloaded
0: and we want some help mm. and so yeah we're looking for an experienced accountant mm-hmm. when we say experience a few years experience in tax yeah. compliance yeah, and can, zero can
1: actually sit down and prepare financial statements and tax returns without any further training
0: but it's cool we're really looking like looking forward to adding a new person to our team, mm. just like a new dynamic. Absolutely. Expanding our culture. We're excited. We're not sure. We're not sure who it's going to be, whether it's going to be like an older person or a younger person mm. or a mum returning to work or like exactly someone who's worked in Sydney and wants to just
1: like get the stop lifestyle. Mm. yeah and get, stay on the coast. So. so if you are that somebody or if you know somebody, mm. uh, give us a holler. Mm. S- send into the podcast, or or you can find our a uh, job uh, on yeah. online. Uh, just it's, like, it's on LinkedIn, Facebook, Indeed,
0: Indeed Jora. Jora, We didn't put it on Seek because that's a rip off. <laughs> we advertised on LinkedIn for a few days, and that was also a rip off. <laughs> Some of the candidates we getting through it didn't seem real. Um, but yeah, exciting times. Thanks for turning my Tim and Danlo into a plug, Dan. <laughs> You're welcome, Tim. <laughs> What's your
1: Tim and Download? Uh my Tim and Download this week is um you're staring at me right now and as you'd notice some some new headphones are ah, sitting on my head, Tim. Yes. Um my, my special headphones came back to Audi this yep, week. Nice tight nice, ass tip, nice um Bluetooth headphones. Uh-huh. And you know, the podcast sounds a whole lot better <laughs> <laughs> if I can be honest with you. Uh you our really voices are very uh crisp soothing, mm. crisp. Ready? Even that sound is there. It's just a
0: mmm. Are you willing to give those headphones to a
1: guest over the coming weeks? Well, no. That's why we've got spare headphones uh, that the, the guests can use. Yeah, <laughs> they're so shit. <laughs> uh,
0: but um, no, that is exciting, Dan. Did you get the chair? I know you were looking for a chair. Oh, absolutely, I did. You said you were going to like push some old people over an Audi. To <laughs> yeah, that I'll, chair. I'll
1: tell you that story. So, okay. so this this chair, if if you shop at Audi or have seen the catalog last week, mm. uh, it was like an outdoor. Um, they call it like a, it was a day bed essentially, but it's essentially it's a three seater chair, mm. um, but it can go in various formats. You know, it has sections at the bottom that you pull out to make it long, so you can have either three long bits or mm. the way we like to set it up is to have a long bit on either side and then a table in the middle. Nice. Yeah. Oh, sounds pretty cool. Yeah, it's really, and, it, and it's not made out of like real cheap stuff either. It actually oh. feels quite nice. That's um, awesome. And so we went down. It's like, right, we knew this was coming. We've been wanting an outdoor chair for a long time. Yeah. 250 bucks. Mm. It's not going to go much better than that. It's good. So we said, let's, let's go down to Audi. Uh, opens at eight thirty. Yeah, um, I'm assuming this is going to be hot property, so I want to get down there mm. and push some old grannies over to get in. Yeah, absolutely. Um, we ran a little bit late. Oh no, Dan. Eight thirty-five. We got there. Oh, five right? oh, five minutes. Is that all it took? And as I was walking in, there was a line of six people at the cash register with these giant boxes. No for way. Chairs, right. So Cat and I were like, "Uh oh, oh, we're shit. in trouble." Oh shit. So I ran to the back of the store. Literally ran. No, I sped walked to the back of the store. <laughs> you are a fast walker. And I'm there's a say. there's a few other people um, oh, standing there milling. with an empty pallet. Oh no. they were all sold out, Tim. No The pallet was gone. And I and I just looked at Katrina and I said we're five minutes late and it's already, it's already sold out, right? Uh, so, we are disappointed. We walked around the corner. We're kind of walking. And we had I to, see a happy ending coming we here. We had to get some bread and some other stuff anyway. Let's get our groceries and get the hell out of here. Yeah. Um, and the little door to the, the back storage area, yeah. there, was a, there was a little huddle there. And I was thinking, what's, what's going oh. on over here? And I walked over to the little huddle and, and uh, there was a guy who had a second pallet oh my god room, right and there was only two people in front of me and there was three left oh you nailed it we got the last one you got it we got the last one wow so it's a so wonder
0: aldi don't put their prices up for those things once they see that situation happening just it, like like surge
1: pricing for uh exactly. for deck chairs yeah <laughs> exactly so within 10 minutes these chairs were gone wow these chairs were gone tim so that i went taking. home we set it up and that afternoon Sat on the chair Harvested some veggies from a veggie garden we, oh, uh, The nice. rocket was ready to go So we, we cut off some rocket Red rocket um, We sat down on our chair with a, with a book mm-hmm. in the sun mm, Beautiful And uh, it was fantastic Sounds great mm. I tell you what You should post a picture of that chair I think I will. And thank Mr. Aldi. Yeah, I will. well, tomorrow it's 24 degrees, so ah, you know where I'll be, Tim. It's going to be amazing. I'll be in my backyard on the chair. Ah, lovely. Mm-hmm. I'll post a pic. Exciting times. So that's the Tim and Dan loan for me this week. Tim, uh, do you have a business update? I have one. I have a real quick one. Yeah, far away. So I was listening to a podcast this week, okay. um, one of the newspapers, I think it might be like the... Sydney Morning Herald and the um, and the Age have a joint podcast or something called Please Explain. It just talks about biggest news stories of the oh, okay. week. Bit of a play on Pauline Hanson. Yeah, and and one of the um, the story this this week was about uh, millennials and are they getting the raw end of the stick mm. with some spending and things.
0: Actually, I heard some stats. Mm. I heard some
1: stats which were published. So, which... And I think this is what... It was all that. So, there's kind yeah. of two sections of the podcast. One was about the transfer of wealth through to millennials yep. and how it's happening a lot later in life yeah. and it's causing financial difficulties. Yeah, okay. Um, and then the other one um, was around spending because, you know, the traditional trope out there is... Oh, you're bloody well, spend you bloody millennials, you can't why afford then. a house because you buy an avocado yeah. toast.
0: You're living beyond your means. That's the Go thing. Going to festivals,
1: traveling. Trave- we couldn't travel yeah. at your age. Yeah, traveling around the world, you're doing all that crap. Yeah. Well, you can tell we're millennials. <laughs> the, 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 the stats came out, Tim. And uh, so we millennials are spending roughly 30% more. Okay. Really? Yeah. I heard we're spending less. On essentials. Uh, <laughs>
0: <laughs>
1: we're spending less on non-essentials Correct And more on the essentials 30% more on essentials Because they're just more expensive One, they're more expensive And two, there's things like health insurance and things that yeah. millennials are getting yeah. That just cost more yeah. Cost more money So we, are, spe- we are spending more money mm. But on things that we don't have any control over There you go So, and apparently we're actually saving more um, But house really? costs and things are just meaning we can't buy a house <sighs> Something's going to give there, Dan.
0: Something's mm-hmm. going to give because it can't the house prices can't stay at the multiple of the annual wages that no. it is now.
1: Wages need to come
0: up. Wages need to grow. Wages need to go up. That's it. Mm, I guess it's on employers. To make more money and to share that wealth. Yeah, but wealth.
1: Like it's it's easy just to kind of say, hey, raise everyone's wages. But like they need to make money as well. Suppose yeah. It's supposed it's for people that make huge profits that are paying low wages that need to change. Yeah. But obviously, people should go out there and spend more money. Mm. Um, businesses make more. Mm. You then have more to spend <laughs> and you some, pay more wages. Some big economic issues there. Mm. There is a bit
0: of concern in the economy at the moment, which is probably... Probably not a bad time to talk about it in the
1: business update. Yeah, the US potentially going into a recession in the yeah.
0: next year. Yeah, so there's the, they're dropping
1: the R word. Mm. And Trump, Trump's saying that that's just a media blow up. But it's the funny thing. like He's based his whole argument on, yeah, you might not like the, the stuff I say, but the economy is the best it's ever been. Yeah. And they're going about to go potentially into a recession. Well, so he's,
0: he's trying to put pressure on the Fed. He's putting pressure on the Fed mm. to drop the interest rates. Which, which will, they did will be really interesting to see what impact that has mm. on Australia's interest rates because mm. we're at record lows and a lot of our int- well, borrowing, I guess, rates mm. come from America because the banks rely mm. on uh, borrowing from America to source their funds.
1: Yeah. So, it's uh, it's funny. There's a lot of... Um, I read another article during the week about a lot of countries with the negative interest rates mm. and, and how that... Because yeah. it, was, it was something that no one had ever thought could possibly be a thing, but and now it's in a lot of countries, it's just the standard. <sighs> Tactic. hectic. Yeah.
0: It's like you can never get a loan with negative interest rates. Obviously, no.
1: but that's the rate at which banks. Um, I remember doing some reading to this. That they, they the, buy it. They can borrow money from the Reserve yeah, Bank, kind of thing, for free. For, almost. for free, essentially. It's, um, it's got to do with. Um, Government bonds mm. and and the way that yeah because the idea is if I think if you can borrow a completely safe bond from the government mm. at X rate yeah well then you need to be making more than that yeah um in order to make a profit yeah elsewhere so mm. you know why would your interest rate be any less than that yeah. if you can get it that much so the mm. idea is then out to the consumers they say all right, well we can get it for this much just from the lending money to the government yeah well why don't you um pay us 2% more and we'll mm. lend you money. That's True. that's kind of the idea. And that's perhaps why it needs to be negative because
0: if there were zero and the rate at which they're lending to, um, I guess, the marketplace mm. was half a percent. Mm. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> There's not enough margin in there for the banks to actually make any money. Exactly. So, if, if the government's the actually government, absorbing yeah, some if, of if,
1: that. If they're having, I kind of said it the wrong way before, if, if they're paying the government, I meant, yeah. Um, yeah. you know, Two percent, then they need to be mm. charging at least two and a half.
0: Yeah, so the uh, government's actually subsidizing the banks so that it, they can make some money, so they lend, so people oh, spend. It's hectic. Mm. Crazy. It's an interesting time. It's an interesting anyway, time. us millennials. Poor millennials. We? And we, we were born into this bloody, you know, our careers were born in the fire mm. of the global financial crisis yeah. as well, which I, is just amazing. I, I That's a, all we've ever known.
1: I heard another funny stat just very quickly. I listened to a podcast with uh, Bernie Sanders. Mm-hmm. He's the uh, the Democratic um, potential nominee for president, you know, who's going for it. Yep. And he, you know, he's very much like a, you know, um healthcare for all free yeah. universities yeah. um that kind of guy yeah um and he was talking the way that he'd fund that he's a which, socialist he's essentially a socialist yeah <laughs> so the, the the way that he'd fund all that would be a he called it a speculation tax right which was essentially just a tax on share trading and oh, it was wow. like 0.05 yeah. percent or even less than that yeah depending on the type of transaction yeah on each share trade mm-hmm. and it's because he, he was saying that they're the reason we went into financial crisis mm. why are we bailing them out let's tax them <laughs> mm. I was like that's an interesting argument that's
0: a very interesting point mm. very interesting point i heard another one mm. another american um, mm. congress i think it was a congresswoman mm. um, and she had um, a pretty good argument mm. to say that um, what's the richest population in mm. America is like 0.1% or something mm. but they control like 80% of the the wealth or mm. something there's a, there's a crazy stat like that mm. um so she was saying we could tax them a death tax so mm. an estate tax basically yeah. when they die tax them uh um, 0.5% of their estate mm. and it will pay for um all of the healthcare requirements in this country, All of the edu- everyone can have free education mm. and get rid of um, student loans altogether. Isn't that crazy? Something like that. It was something ridiculous like mm. that. Just and like so, a small percent. Yeah. And student loans, as we know, is a huge issue in America. Mm. So, exactly. yeah, it's, I find that fascinating. So, there's some great ideas of like that. Mm. probably will never happen because change is really hard to achieve. But Yeah.
1: yeah and it's, you know, we're not going to solve the, the economic issues of the world right here on uh, the two mm. drunk accountants. But if, you know, maybe we should get an economist on one day. Oh, that, that would be awesome. Mm. If you are an economist out there. I'd love some good. Right into us. You know, we, we could even get them on a, like a monthly, that schedule. An update, oh, an update, I'd love that. An update. I would love that. update. Let's find someone. All right, Tim, do you have a TARDAS tip? i do i've got some good ones actually um so you didn't get a picture this week i'll make sure you get one this one
0: yeah cool Mm.
1: um
0: that would be good thanks dan (laughs) okay so here's a good one um this is actually um something that i was speaking to dad about Mm. warren daddy yeah he um he raised this as a good tight ass tip yep wash your clothes less oh yeah hmm Now, this works in many ways, Dan. And you might just be thinking, okay, well, yeah, that is true. Less electricity, less detergent, less water. water. But it's got the twofold effect. Your clothes won't get... Your clothes deteriorate when you wash them. It's true. It's just a natural fact of Mm. of life. You you wash them in water, they tumble, Mm. and then you might dry them or you might hang them out in the sun, Mm. which means they might fade or shrink or Mm. get bigger. Um, If... You can wash your clothes less, mm. especially if you're like us. You're an office worker. Mm. It doesn't get sweaty because mm. um, we're just pushing pens all day. Mm. Well, you're going to save a bit of money there on clothes. That's true, Tim. Electricity, water, detergent,
1: How and time. How often do you wash your, say, work shirt that you're wearing right now? We have two of them. Yeah, my work shirt.
0: Um, I try to do it. After a week. I would wear the same shirt all week.
1: You wear the same shirt all week.
0: All week. Yeah. It's sufficient for me because I just leave it at work.
1: Yeah. See, I don't... That's. I think that's the thing. That's the key. Mm. Because then you're restricting the time that you're wearing it as well.
0: Yeah, true. Yeah. So, if I... It gives me the option... So, I come to work in like exercise clothes. Mm. And so, if I want to go to the gym or something, and Mm. I don't have any meetings that day. Mm. Well, luckily, we have a work environment where... You can just get changed I could just, Yeah, in. I could wear my work clothes And then mm. and then if I'm going to go to the gym Well, I'll just get changed to my gym clothes If I'm mm. sweaty and smelly Well, I don't mm. get changed back
1: See, I, I did do that for a while I think I'm going to start it again mm. Because I, I wash So I wear my work shirts for a half week Yeah I wear it for two or three days And then I wear the next one for nice. two or three days Nice Then um, you got to wash them it, both every week a, I wash both once a week mm. um, And my work pants get washed once a week don't get me started on work pants, Dan. Yeah. The reason I wash my work pants once a week is because they're, they're chinos. It's not like I'm wearing mm. suit pants. If I was yeah. wearing suit pants... You'd never wash them. They'd never get washed. No. But chinos tend to get a bit... They you get know, dirt on them. D- and dirty and saggy and they yeah, stretch and... That is true. And, and that is, that w- is probably the main reason I wash my chinos. Yeah. yeah. Washing is kind of a reset. It is. You hit the reset. Chinos. the chinos. You're right. Um, You're right. So, I, I wash those once a week. Yeah. Um, But I think... If I wore my gym gear to work, and now it's getting warmer, it's going to be easier. Mm. But if I wear my gym gear to work, it means that Mm -hmm. I'll probably only be wearing that shirt for maybe half a day. I know. Which means I could extend its use. Yeah, you could wash every two weeks. Every two weeks. Time's money, Dan. (laughs) Time is money.
0: (laughs) Good tip, Tim. I like that. It's a good one. It's a good one. Yeah, um, thank you, uh, Warren, Daddy, for uh, reminding me of that one. That's a good one. Yeah, Thank you.
1: All right. should we move on to our main topic today? Would you say that tip was super? (laughs) (laughs) I would, Tim. (laughs) Let's move on to our main topic, which is self-managed super funds. Yeah, SMSFs. SMSF. Mm -hmm. Uh, So, we have done a previous topic on superannuation as a whole. Mm -hmm. Um, So if you're unsure about what superannuation is, how it works, how much you're being taxed, all that kind of thing, go back and listen to that one first, perhaps, because it's going to give you some insight into this one. Mm. Um, Today, the purpose of this episode is to give you some general information about what is a self-managed super fund. You've heard Mm -hmm. people talk about it. You've got your mate down the road who has a self-managed super fund and keeps talking about it. Um, We want to give you some information about what it is, what are some of the rules around it, what it might cost to set up versus maintain, what you've actually got to do to maintain it, um, who you need to seek out to set one up, and, and that kind of thing. In a future episode, I think we're going to get a financial planner in to have a chat about why you might use a self-managed super fund for particular investments and, and what's, you know, we can give an oversight of what people do with it but um, they're people that you need to speak to around is this the right investment strategy for you mm-hmm. and I think getting someone on to talk about that would be a good idea. Definitely, Dan, definitely. Um,
0: but often when people are researching self-managed super funds they are just looking up what they are, what's the difference, what are the rules, what, what, what's, the, what's going to be the difference to them exactly. Um, and so they'll often come across a lot of things Which they've probably never heard of before And they're not really sure of the importance And it'll probably seem really complex mm. And to an extent, yes It is pretty complex It is pretty complex There's a lot of rules around it So I think, first of all What is a self-managed super be fund? Bearing in mind, Dan We
1: would have some foreign listeners Yeah So, So so, uh, if you haven't listened to that superannuation episode, essentially, in Australia, we have a retirement benefit scheme mm-hmm. called superannuation. Yeah. And it's a com- if you're an employee of anybody, it's compulsory that your employer pays 9.5% at the moment and uh, 9.5% of your income, you know, on top of your income mm-hmm. um, to a superannuation fund that then holds and invests that money for you until you retire, at which point you can then draw a pension from it.
0: Yeah. It's the whole idea is for savings for retirement. hmm, Yeah. The government doesn't want everyone in Australia. We have an aging population. So about 20, 30 years ago, Mm. the government decided they would get in ahead of that curve Mm. of people getting old. And, um, try to avoid everyone being on a government pension because mm-hmm. we have government pension here in Australia and it's not yeah. very it's not very big it's not no, it's, a small, it's not you know, enough to like live like a king or anything like that
1: no. it, it, if you own your own house it's probably enough to live off True. if you don't you'd struggle it's tight yeah, yeah it's tight and and the superannuation scheme isn't like you know there's there's pension schemes in other countries where you know you buy a pension and it just guarantees an income for the rest of your life until you die no it, it's actually an amount of money and assets that you Actually, own mm-hmm. you own that money, and if you if there's a balance left when you die, that wealth transfers to someone else. Yeah, um, it, it's an actual your money mm. that you're holding with another entity mm. um, that's a that good point, you uses it to invest and save for your retirement.
0: Yeah, that's a really good point, Dan. Mm. And so, what's happened in Australia is. Um, the industry has grown and grown and grown because there's so much money now in super mm. there's billions it could even be trillions of dollars now yeah. in super yeah um, because we can't touch it yeah. um, and so until we hit a certain age. Mm. And so there's a lot of competition in the superannuation space of large, um, investment agencies mm, let's like call them institutional investors yeah that that will hold your money and invest it on your behalf yeah charging you a fee to do so mm. um to try and benefit you and grow your super mm. quicker than what other ones will do so they even advertise on tv because they're trying to attract more members um, they get fees from it yeah and uh. so and so that is regulated by yeah. the government Mm-hmm. Um, and that would be the norm. Uh, I'd say most people in Australia have or start off with, some, with a super
1: some, fund, some industry fund,
0: usually. industry or retail yeah. fund, um, Wh- uh, a retail fund,
1: which is a business that's set up purely to hold people's superannuation and invest it.
0: Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And so you, you don't see the money your employer pays it to, straight to them. Yep. Um, they well, just put it in a big bucket and they invest it. And if they make money on it, they yeah. share it out depending on how
1: much money you've got in there. Yep. And they keep a balance of what your is it grows you Mm. keep adding to it and when you go to retire there's a balance there for you to draw on now why would you then be interested in a self-managed super fund which
0: is something that a self-managed super fund is you're getting away from that big crowd of people Mm. you're getting away from the experts who are investing for you Mm. um, and you're moving it into a structure which you control you Mm. control your own investments you can put more money in there when you hit retirement you can decide how much you want to take out
1: it's very flexible mm. um, so it's the, that's that's the key here that a self-managed super fund is essentially the same thing as these big ones yeah. except it's in an entity that you control yeah so the type of investments that you make yep. um, exactly what shares you hold you yep. know a lot of these bigger ones have options for you, you know you might be Non risky, yes. more risky, high risk—you yeah. know—strategies, but they're just putting it in a pool of a lot of things. You don't you don't directly hold the shares mm. or anything. No, but mm. but in yourself your self managed super fund, you are directly investing in the shares or mm. the property or the other type of investment that you want to invest in, and you decide where it goes and have the flexibility to um, to sell those when you want, buy mm. things when you want, all of that. I think, and I think
0: here's the thing, Dan. I think you just noted a keyword there: mm. property. Mm. Um, Australians I, I think they love brick and mortar investments. Yeah. Um, whether or not it's a good idea. Yeah. <laughs> Which well, is every, not in yeah. the scope of this podcast, but yeah. Yeah, and like so every time I say brick and mortar, by the way, I think of Rick and Morty. So uh, Australians love Rick and Morty investments. <laughs> and um <A> property rick. <laughs> <laughs> Morty uh I, I like brick and and stable investments. But yeah, no, um, and so, I, I think um, there's also a bit of mistrust mm. in terms of organizations which pay a, a lot of wages mm. and take fees. High,
1: high admin fees. Which, which
0: are sometimes a bit hidden. You don't know what... And it's all being paid from yeah. members' funds.
1: So, so, more often than not, in a industry fund or retail fund, you have uh, admin fees, which is the cost of doing the administration for your, your mm-hmm. fund. Um, you have tax that you pay. Everyone pays tax. Yes. Um, you have financial planning fees, which mm. is the fee for people who choose what to invest in. Mm. Uh, and then you have insurances and things that also come out of it, which um, super funds hold on your behalf, like life they, insurance and they provide or, or that kind of generally. thing. But usually those, you don't have a choice in which one you want. You just choose, yes, I want insurance or no, I don't want insurance. Yeah. Um, so, so, all those fees come out of your balance. But in a self managed super fund, you have control. You have control. You know, mm. if you know, We'll go into which professional services you might want to go to later. But you know, essentially, you can control the cost of this. Absolutely. To an extent. Absolutely.
0: And I think that's a good segue into starting to dive into the rules yeah. and the information that yeah. people should, I guess,
1: mm. be aware of. Before they're setting up a self-managed super fund. Yeah. Well, let's, why, why don't we start with the very basic, What, like, how do you set one up and, yeah. and, and what are the rules around that? So, uh, mm. essentially, as we've mentioned, it is a separate entity to you that holds your retirement benefits.
0: Yeah. Um, think think of it like a trust. Yeah. It's essentially a trust. Yeah. Um, so, we, we do have an episode on trusts yeah. that you could go back and listen to.
1: Yeah. So, it's essentially, you've set up a trust that holds these assets on your behalf. Um, When Mm -hmm. you retire, you will then be the beneficiary of that. (laughs) So, this
0: trust has a special set of rules, which um, are constantly being updated Mm -hmm. to reflect um, new regulations and compliance standards set Mm -hmm. by the government, Mm -hmm. um, aka the ATO. So, Mm -hmm. um, that's what is referred to as a trust deed. Mm Mm-hmm. So, a self-managed super fund... Has a self-managed super fund deed. Has a, <laughs> a deed, yeah. which sets out all the rules which you have to live by. Yep. Um, so, if someone refers to your self-managed super fund as a trust, well, they're technically wrong mm. because uh, because it's not a trust. But it it is a is a tr- it's a trust and it's just
1: been given all these rules mm-hmm. and called a self-managed super fund. Correct. Yeah. Um, so, just like a trust, it has a trustee. Mm-hmm. And this can be either an individual, so you yourself can be the trustee, or like other trusts, you can have a corporate trustee. Yeah. Now the reason why, um, so the rules are: if you are a member of the self-managed super fund, you have to be a trustee. If you're a self if yeah. you're an individual trustee, mm. and if you're a member of the fund and you've got a corporate trustee, you have to be a member and a director of that corporate trustee. Yeah. Um, and you can't be a director of the corporate trustee and not be a member of the fund as well. Yeah. Um, so, essentially,
0: that's to protect people from jumping into a fund and having no control over their um, exact, super. Exactly. You need to have a direct input and control mm-hmm.
1: over your super if you're going to be in a self-managed super fund. Yeah, that's right. So... That's the, the two rules there. Now, the, the reason, you know, would you want an individual trustee versus a corporate trustee? Well, if you're an individual and let's say um, you leave the fund, well, then, you know, you've got to start to, um, you've got, you might need a new trustee, in which case those assets and things that are held in the business, the names of those need to change because, you know, they might mm. be in the name of the trustee. Yeah. Um, so that can be a compliance headache. But if you've got a corporate trustee, well, mm. then you can change members, like a member might leave and director mm. resigns, um, but you don't need to change anything yeah. in terms of anything else, um, which is one of the advantages of having the corporate trustee. Yeah. Super fund.
0: I think another advantage of the corporate trustee is where something goes wrong. Perhaps you um, get ill or you pass away mm. and you're making an insurance claim Yeah, um, because it's viewed differently. Um, and I'm not really sure of the ins and outs of this because I leave this to planners and insurance experts, Mm. but um, I am told that uh, when it comes to a claim for insurance, it's better to have a corporate trustee um, structure because um, it's not, if you think about it, Dan, Mm. um, I'm thinking someone's passed away, so one of those trustees is no longer there. Mm. So you've now got one trustee, um, who's making a decision mm. on their own, potentially one trustee, making a decision on their own insurance payout for mm. the other trustees um, passing. And so, it's just a few more hoops to jump through with yeah. the ATO and the auditor and the regulator to make sure that you're doing everything by the books. Yeah, right. Um, so, apparently, that's that's a good reason to mm. have a corporate trustee.
1: Yeah. I, th- I think there are some other rules as well if you're an individual fund, like if you're a single member fund, I think if you're an individual mm, trustee, there needs absolutely. to be another trustee and things. Yeah. A, it can get a little bit complicated there. Yeah. More often than not, if you're setting up a self-managed super fund, it's you and your partner yeah. and maybe, you know, your kids or yeah, something. It's yeah. it's it's that's it's rare that you'll have one person mm. be the sole person in the fund. Yeah, um, So, yeah, in general, um, that's that's the case.
0: So, how many members can you have in, so so,
1: in a super fund? At, right now, at the moment, it's four. Yeah, um, But S- it is... Proposed to change to be six. Mm.
0: I think it's a great idea to have more. Mm. Um, Four four is pretty tight. Mm. Um, It's cool though. I do like the idea, and this is going to happen more and more in the future, Mm. of families joining together and putting their super Mm. into one combined fund. Yeah. Um, Because under the um, APRA regulated funds, like Mm. your industry and retail funds, which... Um, which are fine, mm. but they're the big ones that will invest on your behalf in a mm-hmm. big bucket. Um, they charge you, say, a flat fee of 1% yep. of your of your um, funds in super. So, let's say everyone, we, there's four of us, Dan, and mm-hmm. we all have 200 grand mm-hmm. in our super fund. Yep. Uh, we're all getting charged 1%. Yep. It's 2 grand each. Mm-hmm. If we were to combine all of our balances and put it into a self-managed super fund, you're not getting charged a fee per person. That's no, it's you're one. Getting it's charged, one fee. You're getting charged a fee per fund then yeah. for the compliance and advice. Yeah. Um, so that's where your economies of scale come yeah. into it and make it a smarter investment. And so adding more six to the mix mm. um is a smart thing. I think you'll see more, I guess, you know, siblings, mm. parents, um, adult children mm. um joining together. To make more out of their super balances,
1: which is which is where you start getting into, um, you know, if if you're somebody with a small super balance, it doesn't make sense to have. That's a right. self-managed super fund because your fees are going to be higher than what they would be Correct. in a retail fund so let's say your your balance is 30 grand and you're paying one percent well then mm. you're paying relatively small fees 300 300, $300 for potentially market-leading advice exactly, exactly. You don't have to do anything you don't have to do anything whereas compared to a self-managed super fund in that instance you're paying the full cost of managing that super fund which which could be several grand yeah depending on what's in the fund um, you know, with a balance of thirty grand, I doubt that's the case. You're probably more looking at maybe fifteen hundred bucks yeah. just for in yearly compliance to two to two grand in yearly compliance. Well, let's dive into the costs, Dan. Yeah.
0: So obviously setting up an entity, there's a cost yeah. to that. This is gonna vary depending on who you go to see to set yep. this up. So we've heard um online I think you can get it set up for as cheap as a thousand dollars. Yep. Um, whether or not that's a good setup. Mm. Mm. I'm not sure. not no. sure. I think online there's even some that give them away for free, to be honest, which is
1: scary. It's scary. Yeah, <laughs> but that, that wouldn't have a corporate trustee because there's no. an ASIC fee involved yep. in that. Exactly. Exactly. So, if you're setting it up with a corporate trustee, already there's a $500 ASIC fee. Mm -hmm. fee to set up a company yeah um so that's bare minimum yeah um on top of that you're going to have you know if you're going to see an accountant or you're you're going to see a a lawyer Mm -hmm. um to set up this entity structure for you Mm. um you know you're probably looking at maybe uh you know with a corporate trustee it might be two thousand dollars to you know more than that yeah it could Um, be two to three and and what that is based on is one the asic fee but Mm. two that super um, self-managed super fund deed that we were talking about yeah um, needs to be created and needs to be up to date. It's a legal it's, document. It's a legal document that have all the um, all the rules that get updated. Mm. Um, it needs to be created with all the correct information in it. Your information. There's mm. registrations that need to happen. You know, the, um, there's an ABN. There's tax phone numbers. Bank there's accounts need to be set accounts, up. Bank all, accounts. All that kind of stuff. And and that's usually included in in the fee. Um, Often you get a bit of support rolling
0: because you need to move your funds from wherever you were, mm. into your self-managed super fund. Great. So, often you get a bit of support around that, yeah. the correct forms to sort of that's provide right. and sign. So, so, that's
1: just just the fee to set it up. Yep, about um, two to three grand. But then there's usually, you know, if normally what you'd want to do is see a financial planner because they're mm. going to gonna give you investment advice. Because mm-hmm. the regular Joe doesn't know really... You know, unless they have a specific investment in mind, yeah. um, they don't know what's best for them or what's gonna work out. And a financial no. planner is somebody that's gonna sit you down and if you've got an idea, they're gonna tell you whether or not that strategy in reality actually works for your own goals. Yeah, I totally agree. And that's really important. Just Jim's microphone stuffed in. up there.
0: Just make a little adjustment to my microphone. It's really important to get that advice. Mm. Um because, you know, unless you're a stockbroker or someone who's more sophisticated and researchers' investments, you're not going to know whether or not you can do better Mm. than, say, the returns you're getting in your existing fund. Exactly. Um, Because they literally, that's their job every day Mm. to get you a better return. And Mm -hmm. do you have the time to invest in that? No.
1: Probably not. So, you're going to want to seek some advice. Yeah. And it's also just a safe option. Even if you know what you want to invest in, just get a second opinion of someone who's a professional. So, generally,
0: uh, financial planners will meet with you for free Mm. for an hour to discuss what direction you want to head, mm. talk to you about what they're going to offer you. Mm. So I always tell people it costs you nothing but time mm. to go and sit with one of these experts mm. um, and get some ideas. Mm. Then, if you're going to take their advice and
1: move forward with it, there are obviously fees. Yeah, and As, and normally what that will involve is some type of up free uh, upfront fee for the plan that mm-hmm. they've created for you, which takes a lot of, of their time and this, they need to ensure there's compliance there. And, this and that also could, varies. And that also varies. It could be we've heard from between two to eight thousand yeah, dollars. for an advice fee upfront, w- which it depends on on who you see and what advice you're getting, and, and obviously how much money you're investing and and all that kind it's of. It's
0: generally comprehensive. it, it it involves an insurance review. Yeah. Um. Sometimes they look at your personal investments as well as the super investments. Yeah. It's not just and super. Then, it's yeah. You know
1: they're looking at your cash personally, your super, your mm. insurances, your retirement, all all that stuff together, and it's a, a full comprehensive plan. Mm-hmm. Um. So there's some there's an upfront fee for that, and then there might be an ongoing monthly fee that they charge you for continued mm. um advice and compliance work.
0: Interesting to note, Dan. Neither of those fees are tax deductible. And if someone's told you that, it's a fallacy. Fallacy. Um, yeah, uh, so... Uh, in your personal tax return, we're referring to you. Yeah. No, but no, in the super fund. The ongoing monthly fee? No, no, the ongoing monthly fee is yes. the upfront. We haven't got to the... Sorry, you yeah. just mentioned the upfront. I mentioned the upfront. Yeah. So, the upfronts the upfronts are not deductible in the super fund. You can pay correct. them from the super fund. That's correct, That's but fine. it's not a tax deduction. It's not a tax deduction. Mm. I mean, you're not losing a lot there because mm. the tax rate in the super fund is so... Yeah. Um beneficially low at 15%. So you're not losing a lot there. But mm. um it is just an interesting one to note. Yeah. You would think true. they are. Mm. But because you're incurring those expenses before you're generating an income
1: in the super fund, the yep. ATO does not allow you to claim Correct. a deduction for those. The ongoing monthly ones though are. Are indeed tax deductible. Um yeah, so that's that's kind of who you'd want to see to begin with. You'd want to, you know, go see a financial planner, see if this is the right investment option for you. If it is, then they might refer you to an accountant or a lawyer to set up these entities for you and get the structures correct. Do you need to get advice, Dan, like legally? Uh, you don't, uh, you know, if, if you know what investment you're going to be doing, you can just go set one up for yourself. It's not like, a good idea. No, yeah, no, no, it's <laughs> never a good idea, but, but people
0: do do it. People do do it and potentially if you know what you're talking about you might be able to like say you
1: then i'm an gonna be able to do it i know what i'm talking about i'd probably be able to go do it for myself just fine
0: i wouldn't say every day we
1: would be very confident with choosing investments no because
0: we're just not we're not we don't if we spent time um, and mm. effort researching it and keeping abreast of the mm. market maybe we would but mm. we're busy we have a job and mm. it doesn't involve doing that
1: at this point exactly so, yeah, so, you, you know, you can just go do it. My advice to anyone who comes in and says, should I have a self-interest plan? I say, well, you should go chat to a financial planner. I definitely agree with yeah. that. I go, always say that too. Go chat to a financial planner. They're, they're the ones who can tell you whether or not this is mm-hmm. right for you. If they tell you that it is, come back. I'll set it up. Yep. Um, that's fine. Yep. Um, so, apart from these setup costs, Tim, there are ongoing fees. And we mentioned this before. You know, if you're in a retail fund, you're paying some percentage of your balance as a fee. Um, that doesn't happen in a self-managed super fund, you're yeah. charged a fee for the service to perform that exactly annual compliance. Right. So yeah. what that involves is essentially you're preparing financial statements and tax returns like you would for a business. Hmm. Um, an accountant does that. Yeah. They you know t- um, look through all your contributions that have come in, all the expenses. Well, it starts with the bank statements, yeah. So yeah. all the transactions. All the transaction, all the income generated from your assets. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, if, if you've got investments in shares or if you've got investments in... Say like a, a managed fund or something like that. Yeah. More often than not, it's quite complicated transactions Absolutely. that happen here. There's capital gains, there's foreign income, there's yeah. interest, there's franking credits, franking credits. There's, yep. there's all there's, sorts. There's of, sometimes exempt income. <laughs> yeah, exactly. There's, there's you know movements in the value of the assets up and down every yeah. year get get um, calculated in this as well. Yeah, and then essentially you know you're paying tax on these things. And there's if you've got um, you know one person's in a pension versus one mm. not, or if you you're in a transition to retirement. Mm pension versus not the specific things you need to be looking at which can get quite complicated yeah so depending on the complexity of this um that annual fee for an accountant to prepare these could range from a thousand dollars a thousand dollars through to several you know to five grand oh, yeah six grand you know depending on you know that's the very complex one at the end there Yeah. something that might have happened in that year yeah um but you've also got um it needs to be audited so, yeah. every self-managed super fund every year needs to be audited. Mm-hmm. And that can range from, you know. Well, we, we
0: have an excellent one called Super Know How. Yeah. And, they're, and they're, they're a flat fee of flat fee, 500 bucks. 500 bucks. And so, we pay the fee for our clients. Yep. And then we oncharge them. And then on charge it the exact amount to mm-hmm. them in the invoice. Correct. And so, um, the audit... Some people huff and puff about auditors. Mm. Um, It's really important that you have an independent third party auditing your fund. It is. If you have an accountant that's doing the accounting work and auditing it. That's not right. That's risky. Mm. It's very risky because the auditor is is essentially who you'd be going back to if there was someone stealing money from your fund or Mm. doing things inappropriately, like say your accountant Mm. or your financial planner. To say, hey, you were giving me reasonable assurance that everything was ticking all the boxes here. Mm. Or even if the ATO came back and were like, Mm. non-compliant, we're going to tax you and make you shut down your super fund. Mm. That's who you'd be sort of going back to. So it's really important to have an auditor. The auditor is—we find
1: them invaluable. Absolutely, we like ours because they cross their T's, they dot their I's. Yeah. And so they, if your audit passes through them, you know you are 100% exactly. compliant. Yeah, it
0: takes a lot of extra work for us sometimes, yeah. but
1: it's so important. Yeah, so and it's, we feel confident knowing mm, that everything's right as well. Yeah. So um, so yeah. Gem, yeah. So your annual compliance is going to cost
0: you fifteen hundred to yeah. say. Could be like if a really complicated large super fund could mm. be like six, seven grand, including yeah. audit.
1: On average, I'd say it's probably between two and know, three. Two and three. Yep. I um, think two I'd and three. That that's the average. So let's say you're paying two. Well, if you were that fund that Tim was talking about earlier, where you you know you're each paying one percent and it's two thousand dollars each and there's four mm. of you, mm-hmm. well, you know two times four is eight grand and the fee for your setup and set up first year fees is less than that. Probably going to be so less. that's where these economies of scale work yeah. and for your favor. It's expensive for yeah. one or two people with really low balances. Mm-hmm. It's cheaper when there's more of you with bigger balances.
0: Now, that is the cost side of things. Mm-hmm. Um... There's also, I guess, return on investment you have to consider. So, just mm. because you're saving
1: costs doesn't mean you're going to be better in the long run. Exactly. You also need to be making a, a good return. If those industry funds outperform whatever your investments are going to be, well, then you should have just stayed in the industry fund. <laughs> and, that, and that's
0: where the financial planner comes in. Yeah. Um, or if you happen to know some good investments you can make, um, then brilliant. But, um, but yeah. What are, what about some scenarios where it, we see that it works well? And mm. obviously, this is getting into financial planning territory. But mm. tax-wise, mm. for self-employed people, Dan, there mm. is a good
1: scenario. Yeah, they're, 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 we've seen often, you know, um, something that we haven't gone into yet, which we will, is one particular rule is the sole purpose test. So essentially, mm. that means that you can't have any investments in your super fund that isn't for the sole purpose of. Um, your retirement so yep. if you're investing if you buy your own house and you live in it you can't do that because mm. suddenly that super fund is providing you with housing <laughs> yeah. so you can't do that and people do ask that and people question. do ask that and question you can't have that house rented to family,
0: family or friends or friends that it is needs to be a complete arm's length transaction
1: yeah. so but one interesting exemption kind of to that is that super fund can own the premises that your business runs out of Definitely. So, if you are somebody who has like a warehouse or an office premises, um, you could potentially buy that premises in your super fund, um, and then your business pays market rate rent. Mm. That's the important thing. It has to be an arm's length transaction
0: still. So, um, so yeah, it does need to be market rate. Yeah, and 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 the property needs to
1: be valued and valued, and and so it all needs to be as if you had a completely strange you know, stranger tenant you yep. know, in that property. Yep. Um, but the reason why that works for tax purposes is because um, one, you're paying rent anyway, so you get the tax deduction in your business. But two, that income then goes to your super fund, which yeah. you pays a small amount of tax on. Essentially, it's forced savings.
0: hundred percent because you, um, if you think about it and you're renting a warehouse or something, you might be mm. paying a lot in rent anyway. You could mm. be paying 50 grand a year in rent. Mm. Um, you could be paying that exact same amount to your super fund, mm. Um, and paying off a property mm. over 20 years, mm. uh, which in the end of the day is going to be an income generating asset mm. for your retirement mm. potentially or something you could sell That's when right. you retire to then invest in something else yeah. so or we, take we've, cash.
1: We, we've seen specific examples of this where it works well. Again, whether or not that particular warehouse or building is a right investment for you is something a financial planner needs to decide, whether or not um, it's the right situation for you Everyone is individual. Every mm. circumstance is unique. Go see a financial planner and get the advice on that. And it's not easy to achieve. You've got to have a fair bit in super to be able to do that. Exactly. Um,
0: and so, on to the next point is what can you invest in? Mm. Well, you can
1: invest in property and you can borrow to do that as well. Yeah. So, a, a super fund technically can't borrow money. It's mm. not allowed to borrow money. Um so what no what happens yes. is you actually have to set up a second entity. It's going to seem like you can borrow in a super, but yeah. yeah, it's another entity. It's another entity that borrows on behalf of the super fund essentially. Yeah. Um and it borrows but it's not easy to do. It can be costly. More costs. Um so you get a higher interest
0: rate from the bank. There's more risk involved for them. Yeah, you, and complexity, big deposits
1: Things like that.
0: Yeah, it's generally like you would need fifty to seventy percent deposit for the property mm. rather than your usual twenty twenty eighty rule, like twenty percent deposit, eighty yeah. percent loan. Yeah. So you're gonna need that's where you,
1: you're gonna need to have a fair bit of funds in mm. the in the super fund to, and, to and achieve this. You can't be in a situation where, you know, because you're paying these interest payments mm. and things that you have no cash, <laughs> you know, you need exactly. you need enough cash to run the super fund you on to, an ongoing basis. You need to find an investment that's
0: gonna mm. stand on its own two feet. Mm. Because mm. what if something happens to you and you can't put contributions yep. in there anymore, or yep. you lose your job? Mm. It needs to be able to pay its own way.
1: Yeah. So again, very specific circumstances, very unique circumstances. Go see a financial planner mm. whether or not that works for you. But in you terms of investing, that, you can buy property and you can borrow to it
0: still. And that is something potentially the government will change. Yeah. I think if Labor got in, they would
1: considering taxing mm. that. So yeah. But right now. It's available to you. Yeah. Um, so other things that we've already mentioned, these any investments need to be arm's length. They yep. need to not be anything that you use or related to mm-hmm. or um that says so you can't invest in your own property your that own you business. live in or anyone that you know or relative lives in your own business. You can't buy shares in your business, for mm. instance. Yeah. Um it needs to be at arm's length you can't give loans to family members or
0: friends or associates no. yep. even loans itself is a very tricky area in yeah super fun
1: you'd have to um, jump through a lot of hoops yeah. to prove that it's commercial and arm's length yeah uh, other things that Tim mentioned earlier you know um, acquiring assets from related parties yeah. can be messy in house assets yeah
0: um, yeah that's a real tricky one mm. um, so if you own something say and you want to get it into super mm. And you wanna sell it over there, depending on what the asset is, can't do it. Mm. So, like an unlisted shareholding is Mm. a great example. Yeah. Um, so it could be a speculative investment you made. That's like super, you might have put five grand in it, right? Yeah. And then you realize, holy shit, this thing's gonna come off Mm. and it's gonna be worth 10, 20 times what I invested. And I wanna put it in my super. And I want to get in super because it's taxed way better in super
1: than it is outside. Can't do it. Mm. It's you you cannot sell that unlisted share. Basically there, there needs to be some market for it that's arm length arm's yeah. length as well. So exactly, you know, um listed shares, that kind of thing. What about um, what about
0: um personal use items, Dan? Like artwork collectibles, yeah. like diamonds. Yeah, so
1: you, you can invest in, in those things in your super phone. You can have artwork and diamonds and, and things like that, but there are restrictions and mm. it can be complicated again. Mm. Um because you need to be able to value these things in a yeah. super fund. You it's, know, it's tricky. Yeah.
0: And you can't display, you can't display something, can't it can't be, be enjoyed. Single per, single purpose, sole yeah. purpose test. Sole purpose for your retirement. It cannot be it giving to, anyone yeah. enjoyment. No. It can't be on display in a museum. Nope. Um, it can't even be on display in wherever you're storing it. It has nope. to be basically sealed in a box.
1: Locked up somewhere.
0: Yeah, securely. Yeah, yeah. so you can't, generally with these things, like gold bullion is mm. an example of this. Mm. There's rules saying you can't even store that, say, in your basement. You know, yeah, it right. needs to be in a very in secure a facility that yeah, holds these things. That, yeah. is, that are experts in maintaining the quality mm. and, um, I guess, value mm. of these assets. Because what if you just had it at home and went moldy? Mm. Not saying gold bullion can do that, but, no, but artwork, artwork or something, yeah. Went moldy. Like that's not good for no. the economy if everyone's making these investments and, exactly. and losing their retirement funds.
1: So there are restrictions there, um, which is interesting. It's mainly if you want to invest in something, you best just research this first. Definitely. Uh, and also a financial planner.
0: This is where, yeah. So a financial planner will come in handy. An accountant will also be able to tell you what's compliant and what's non-compliant for exactly. your super fund yeah. once it's set up.
1: Yeah, and, and that's the line between an accountant and a financial planner. It's a, a, an accountant can tell you what's compliant how the tax works for it, mm. um, but they can't tell you if it's the right investment for you. Yeah, they can't say, well, this is going to be a better investment yeah. than that one. Unless they are also a financial planner.
0: Yeah, true. True. Unless they hold that license. Yeah.
1: So, a- as we mentioned, there are some other rules for super funds because we're dragging on time here. Yeah. Um, funds. So, the sole purpose test is one we already mentioned. Basically, the super, you know, you can't intermingle your money and the super funds money, for instance. So yep, yep. you can't loan money to yourself. Yeah, that's um, that's it, not good. Even if you buy things for the super fund out of your own money, that can, you, know, you know, that's essentially that's a tricky. contribution in. But even they don't like that. No, um, you can't pay. Like rule of thumb would be you can't pay yourself back for something exactly. Like that. Yeah, you, you've got a um, let's say you've got a rental property and you buy furniture for it and eventually someone moves out and mm. you want to get a new couch and you put the existing couch that you furnished in mm. that apartment from the super fund into your own home,
0: That's you're breaking the rules. That's a real big issue.
1: That's a big issue. So, this very, you know, basically forget about investing or using your super fund for anything in your life until you retire.
0: Yeah. So, let's say you own a beautiful uh, holiday home on the beach somewhere.
1: You can't stay you in can that. You cannot go there for a weekend
0: and no. stay in that. Uh, And if you're you're caught doing that, your fund could be shut down and they could penalize you big time with taxes. So, the beauty of a super fund is you only pay 15% tax Mm. on your income. But the ATO, if you're found to be non-compliant, could tax you the top marginal rate, which is closer to forty-five percent. Yeah, that's right. Um, and they could ban you from ever have, having a self-managed super fund again, which is a huge waste of your time and money setting it up in the first place.
1: <laughs> so the the other compliance issues around you know, that, that's the main that's the main one I always have to tell people about is just yeah. ensuring that doesn't happen. But there's other things that you need to consider more when you actually start a pension. Um, there's a lot of, obviously, paperwork and reporting around starting a pension. So but this is when you reach your retirement age retirement and you age, start taking money out. Yes, it's it's figuring out when you can do that, um, how much you need to take, so forth. But there are actually maximums and minimums depending yeah. on what age you are and what type of pension you've got. Yeah. You know, If, if you're on a transition to retirement, um, you can take up to a maximum of 10%. And if you go over that the entire amount you've taken becomes fully taxable yeah <laughs> um it used to be that uh you know part of the assets were then not taxed like the income from those assets in super fund weren't taxable anymore yeah. but that's changed um, yeah. it's just always taxed now yeah um but when you retire your specific benefits um your assets that are held to fund you specifically um are no longer yeah. taxable yeah income so income from assets so let's
0: just go back to that commercial property mm. A um, person might have sold their business so They're running out of there So they're just mm-hmm. renting it out to somewhere else mm-hmm. Someone else And they've kept the asset in their super fund But they're retired So they're in pension phase yep. They might have said Well this commercial property Is going to be part of that pension mm-hmm. um, Therefore all of the income from the property mm. Is tax free like Dan just said So you're yeah. not paying 15% tax on it No Tax it's free. literally tax-free yeah.
1: and you can pull out mm. that money to yourself mm. tax-free as well. That's right. But let's say there's two of you in the super fund and you hold that single asset or a bunch of assets together jointly mm-hmm. um, well then you. St- that's where you start needing to get in like actuarial certificates to ensure yeah. that the split between what's taxable and not is done correctly and yeah. it can get quite complicated there but even when you are in a full pension there's minimums that you have to take out yeah <laughs> because well the, the
0: government and the ATO want to see that you
1: are yeah. reducing the amount of tax-free assets that you have correct, <laughs> correct. <laughs> and, and pull it out of that tax-free environment so yeah. another stat that I heard recently on that same podcast about the millennial spending yeah. is that uh, if you, um, that they, they're what should happen, and this is just a think tank, it's not mm. no side of government have said that they want to do this. Um, but having it being tax free, the income from those assets when you retire is one of the inequality issues mm. that are happening to millennials and versus the older generation. So, true. so they're, they're wondering, hey, should should you still tax the income from those assets mm. in, in super, <laughs> even though you're getting the pension? I, I mean, the argument against that is. Well, they've saved these assets yeah. because it's funding them in retirement and yeah. the government doesn't have to do that. Yeah. Um, so, I don't know what the solution to that is, but it's interesting. Um, cool. <laughs> <laughs> so, Tim, is there anything else in self managed funds you well, think we look, should talk
0: about? Well, I just think you raised a good point there, Dan. Um, it's a constantly evolving space. So, we've seen in the last few years a lot of rule changes. People are scared of self-managed super funds because of that. Um, yeah. they have to keep abreast of it, or they need
1: to pay someone to do it for them, like an accountant or yeah. a financial planner. Um, there, there's specific caps now, like a, a same kind of thing where if you're in your pension phase, you're only allowed 1.6 mil to be in a pension phase, and yeah. the rest is still taxable. Transfer balance cap, yeah. And there's uh, there's even reporting you've got to do around that now. Yeah, so um, there's a lot of a lot of changes that are happening.
0: Yeah, I just think it is complex if you've got time to sort of put towards that and a good purpose, then it's absolutely going to benefit you. I think Mm. um, depending on the advice you receive and your individual circumstances Mm. Um, and it can be very fulfilling as well. So Mm. a lot of people enjoy it.
1: Some Um, people don't have distrust of the big institutions, especially like the Royal commission and that kind of thing that, you know, you hear a lot of people say, I just don't trust them with my money anymore. Like, you know, Okay. But Chat to a financial planner. <laughs> it's definitely going to be interesting to see what happens with super funds over time. Yeah. I'd love to listen back to this podcast in, say, 20 years and see and, where we're at and then. see where it's at because well, you know, super potentially is going up, it's going to go from nine and a half to 12, maybe. Yeah, so there's going to be more going into super. Yeah. Um, but also, like you said, I want to
0: know, you know, um, baby boomers really are benefiting from the rules
1: right now. Mm. Are us millennials gonna get shited. I'd be extremely surprised if it's still by the time free. we retired that yeah. one it's tax free yeah. and two it's still fifteen percent.
0: So if you're foreign and you don't know what a baby boomer is, essentially there was a generation where after World War Two Australians were like we need more population, so they they, they made a lot of migrants come and they gave people benefits to have babies, and, and so there's a huge generation that were born in like late 40s to like early 60s mm. uh, which are now going through retirement mm. and a lot of them benefited from say like free education, mm. um, their housing price boom because they bought cheap houses that are now worth millions mm. and their super rules right now are very good. Yeah, They're, they're getting like free, uh, as we said, free investment um, income in their retirement. They're doing well. So, that's kind of why we're like, yeah, by the time we, you know, 40, 30, 40 years time when we can retire and access this,
1: Let's hope the rules are the same, but they're not
0: going to be. There's no way. There's
1: no way they're going to be the same. No. Nah. All right. Well, Tim, if you want to self up, set up a self-managed mm. super fund, um, go see a Financial Planner to see if it's right for you. Yep. Um, speak to your accountant as well. Speak to your accountant as well. He can talk means. to you Yeah. Just explain to you a bit more about the tax situation there. And um, yeah, go from there. Nice. All right. Tim, do you have another thing this week? I do quickly. I'm far away. So I'm going to start a new segment in other things called the airing of the grievances. Oh no.
0: <laughs> <laughs> what have
1: I done? No, it's not you. It's not oh, you. Thank God. Here's my first grievance. Okay. Um, father's Day. It's coming up. Yeah. Okay. Right. Okay. What, you don't like your dad? No, no. You know, love my dad. It's <laughs> not about that. Um, but all the stores start to advertise gift packs for, for fathers, oh, right? You Yeah. Know, Every store, oh, it's Father's Day coming up. You need to, you know, here's some gift ideas for dad, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, what I'm upset about is that you look through, you know, it doesn't matter what store you're at. Audi, Woolies, Kmart, Target, mm-hmm. David Jones, anywhere that release these kind of things. Yeah. Um, all the Father's Day kits and packs and present ideas seem to follow a similar theme. Yeah. Uh, you know, you're looking at your, your grooming kit. <laughs> yeah You're looking at your uh, your homebrew kit Some tools Some garden tools Yeah uh, A toiletry set I've seen that a lot Yeah A two-pack of deodorant set <laughs> I've seen that a lot Is that Lynx? It's just any Rexona It's everything, right? Okay, the, yeah, they follow yeah. this this general theme of men, yep. right? Yep. Are we nothing but beasts in the field, Tim? To quote Larry David <laughs> Really? Why? Why are we nothing but beasts in the field? Are we nothing but Love beasts? <laughs> why? Uh, why? Why is this the theme? Right? Where, awesome. Where's the space in this world for let's just say like an accountant who loves a Cosmo? He, he doesn't want Agreed. a homebrew kit. Agreed. He doesn't want that. I don't, what am I going to do? Uh, some beer powder, Tim? Hopefully, nothing.
0: Hopefully your kids, All right? and your um, wife
1: mm. or partner know you well enough to. But he, give he, you a Cosmo pack. Dan, he, here's the thing: when I'm when I have kids, I'm gonna love whatever my kid gives me, and that's that's the thing. You love yeah. Yeah. the parents don't care. You, your kid gives you something, and it's you, you love it regardless because yeah. it came from your kid. Yeah. Um, but I just hope that by the time my kids are <laughs> old enough to be buying me some shit, that you know, uh. that the world out there stops stereotyping mm. the dad. That's true. Figure. It's true. Because you know, what if you're a you know you're a stay at home dad who does all the all the stuff, like yeah mate, you might still I'd be into be beer f- and tools and shit, but you know it's same it's the exact same as Mother's be, Day. I'd Mother's f- Day don't want to fucking vacuum for Mother's Day. You know, I'd be farming some male grooming products, moisturizer. Moisturizer is good. Facial treatments. That doesn't usually happen though. Normally massage. It's, it's a massage is good. So that's a good, massage a good one. Massage is another good one. So that's, girls
0: get like girls get cool stuff. They get chocolates, for massage.
1: Yeah. Uh,
0: facial treatments. Yes.
1: Yeah. Man, uh, Fathers grooming. get men's stuff yeah, Men's stuff <laughs> And I don't want men's stuff <laughs> Yeah Well you're just going to have to be very clear with your family
0: Like yeah. hey guys um, Just so you know I'm not a manly man Yeah Um, I'd
1: prefer nothing Yeah <laughs> No what I'd, what I'd really prefer is just a lovely day with my family That's yeah. what you'd want on Father's Day Take me out for Let's, for go, on yeah. let's go on a picnic Yeah Let's go on a picnic Play
0: some bocce Yeah and Have a good time Massage my back Mm. With your little weak hands. <laughs> <laughs> Is that cat or my, or my kids? Oh, no, the kids. I was thinking of the kids. But, yeah, maybe cat too. <laughs> she could stand on your back. Maybe. That's what Jade does when she does. <laughs> just, All right, uh, what's your other thing? Um, okay, my other thing. couple of shout outs to some podcasts and things that I've listened to recently. Yep. Great one down in Melbourne called The Pros and The Cons.
1: Yeah, You, you've, you slightly mentioned this last week. You yeah. just kind of brushed past it. I know, it, I know. So, it, I'll give it, them it, a proper
0: shout-out this week. It
1: perked my ears up. What is
0: it? Uh, so, it's David Zaharakis, mm. who is a player for Essendon. All right, I'm out. No, you're not out. I've tuned out. And there's a guy, it's one of his friends who's in the, the advertising space mm. and like social media advertising or something like that. Mm. So, I'm guessing. I'm guessing they've called it the pros and the cons because he's in advertising. So, he's mm. the con. Mm. And <laughs> and, right. and Zaka, Zaharakis is the pro. He's a mm. professional sports person. Mm. They just get like interesting people on. They've had some great guests so far. Is, so, it, is
1: it all AFL related?
0: No, 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 no. So, they had some AFL people on, but mm. um, Claire something Smith. I think she's like a social media influencer. She's a model. Steph, um, Steph Claire, Claire Smith? Smith. Steph Claire Smith. Yeah. She was really interesting to listen to. She's got a bunch of businesses now. Yeah. Her... Like lingerie and swimwear. Kat follows her on Instagram. and yeah. they, they sell like food and products mm. and
1: there's her and some other girl that they work with.
0: She seems like a really down to earth person. Over mm. 1.6 million followers on Instagram, but yeah. It's less than I thought. It's a lot though. Mm. Like that's more than say the biggest viewing audience of a TV show. It's true. It's so true. that's a famous person there. It's true. Um, Gary V. Have you heard of him? Mm, no. So he's got over six million followers. But like he's a, so he's an American um influencer. He had an e-commerce site that was okay. wine based. Yeah. And so he's been around for a long time, but he was an early investor. I was really his episode was amazing. Mm. Um because he was traveling through Australia, dropped in. He was an early investor in Facebook um right. and it's like a venture Tumblr? capitalist, yeah, so, and then yeah. now he just finds those projects and yeah. jumps on board. Mm. Like Uber was another one; he yeah. he jumped on very early. Mm. Um, and so he's a squillionaire, but yeah, mm. he's he's a huge like sports fan as well. So he's mm. he he um he handles social media marketing for like thirty of the biggest athletes in America, right? Um, so yeah, he's just a really fascinating guy. Mm. Uh, all in all, and he's coming to Australia, so he's bringing his business things to Australia. Australia. Oh, yes. They had Joe Watson on. Uh, which is an ex guy. Hmm. Um, yeah, I'm just loving it. Loving the, sh- loving the show.
1: I should, uh, I should have a listen. Sounds
0: really exactly good. Shout really out good. to it's the pros and cons, Especially guys. the Gary Vee one. Yeah. And a shout out to one that's closer to our hearts, Dan. A bit of a mate of ours, Jake Small. Um,
1: he... A bit of a mate. A bit of a mate. <laughs> I was going to say, <laughs> a, a bit of a mate of ours?
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: uh, Jake, uh, uh, looking forward to your retaliatory a, episode a, here. A
0: proper mate of ours. Yeah. Uh, he's got a so, podcast... Uh, He's got a copycat podcast called uh, One Drunk Again. No, no, he he's he's uh, from Dirty Feet. He's very much into his house music, mm. Jake. So, uh, yes. which I don't mind from time to time. Yeah. But if you're into like house music and, and cool beats, mm. essentially what he does is he gets um he gets some guests on who are well known in the music industry, uh, in that sort of segment of music, mm. um, and they chat about life and just their influences in music mm. and then they jam out for like an hour at the end oh really yeah Is that what happens at the end yeah so they just do like a set together and it's all like you know there's no lyrics or that's a you pretty know, good idea it's, actually. It, they're DJs essentially yeah um yes yeah, so it's quite cool uh, i checked out one of his episodes with uh jackson winter which mm. was jake's third episode and i've got to say jake's doing a great job good sound mm. uh he, he had an intro mm. um yeah i enjoyed it and it's it's all him by himself so I mean, it's quite good quite idea. impressive so it's called the uh it's called dirty feet
1: phono i like it mm. Spelt p-h-o-n-o i imagine mm-hmm. mm. nice yeah shout out to jake Mm-hmm. all right well thank you everybody for listening we've had a particularly long episode Where today. We at? we're at an hour and seven minutes oh
0: my god i Back actually to thought the good old days i
1: actually thought this would be a short episode uh
0: self-help super
1: can we talk about that maybe we should have spread it over several weeks uh, it's too late now isn't it mm. um all right well thank you for listening everybody uh tune in every week coming up we've got some big guests coming uh, if you want to get in touch with us, two drunk podcast at gmail.com. Find us on Instagram at two drunk accountants. Find us on Twitter at two drunk podcast. Mm-hmm. Facebook two drunk accountants. Um, write in, send us questions, give us a rating and review wherever you listen because it helps other people find us. And uh, we'll catch Calculate. you later.